we'd like to thank the following Patreon donors. Christopher Durback, Kevin Lovecraft, Rogue's Retreat, Andrew Henkes, H.P. Lovecraft Live, Mo P., Ethan Ferguson, Tristan Gilbert, Adam Bueller, and Matthew Prohl. Thank you for being the independent wrestling champions of our hearts. What? Uh, I need I need the the, uh, the wrench. The, 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 oh, uh, uh, well, uh, which one? There's uh, three here. Uh, there's the the one with the 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 smaller thing attached. There's the one with like the for, for the bigger thing. And then the ring the- wrench, the wrench I use for the ring. That's the one I need. Okay. I could tell you which wrench it is for real, but you wouldn't know which one it is. Look, it's the one that's about yay big. This is going well. Yeah. <laughs> I have notes and shit. <laughs> Griff, again, wanted to approach the idea of oil and mud wrestling. And is Griff going to clean up after it, too? There's nothing that'll make Griff anything but dirty. (laughs) I can build a gazebo. Who says says I can't? He points the gun, and he's pointing at Kelvin, Mm -hmm. and he points the gun at you and motions for you to get up. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fandible.com Actual Play Podcast. I am Dave, and I am joined by Jesus and Dan. Hey. What? what? And we are going to try something a little new. We are going to try a system that we've never played. Uh, Myself and I believe Billy, uh, many years ago, were involved in the... Billy and I were involved in the brainstorming of uh, this this game uh, during um, not Dexcom Metatopia 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 in, in uh, lovely lovely Morristown, New Jersey. That's right, lovely Morristown, New Jersey. We, we miss you, Morristown. We hope to be back someday soon. Oh my God! On the day. other side of the pandemic. God, can't wait to see that dude and his dope ass dog. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we, yeah, we helped. Uh, develop it. We're in. We're actually in the thank you notes things. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It took us a while to come around to getting it. This is many mm-hmm. years ago, and then I looked at it and I was like, oh, "This game's actually really nice." So we are going to play Riders, which is a game that is about the end of the world and how to stop it. Now, without going into too much detail, it very much has to do with a lot of aspects of. My cat constantly <laughs> meowing. And so, uh, so yeah, we're going to jump right into it, he said, after a 10-minute monologue. All right. Our scene opens in a picturesque city skyline. Beautiful blue skies only punctuated with the occasional white fluffy cloud. There are rolling hills off in the distance, and the sound of wind gives it a idea of a cold atmosphere as the camera swings down upon this beautiful picturesque city you can see that there is snow covering the rooftops and the streets below 
And slowly the words in a soft white, generic font pop up from the bottom of the screen. Vancouver, British Columbia. And the camera continues down through the straits over the over the roads, around the cars, past the pedestrians, and finds itself moving further and further away from the hustle and bustle of the downtown area, coffee shops, clothing stores, nightclubs, and it settles in a more remote industrial area, warehouses and uh, storage containers, uh, auto repair shops, and then finally, and settles on a warehouse that has a seems like a pseudo-legal bar attached to it and the uh, name of the bar is Sammy's and it's not an official looking bar, not an official looking placard above it it's just spray painted on it it has a sign that says open but the O is blown out from the from the, from the lighting so it just says pen which is appropriate because it looks like it's where you store animals and the camera moves in and just as it does a person working from behind the bar walks up to the glass and slaps a poster onto the window and it says tonight for the next three nights fandible pro wrestling three shows all hell breaks loose and it looks like a teenager drew it and camera goes in and there are people setting up a ring outside just it's like a big opening space there's a bar made out of actual wood so already kind of classy joint there's a pinball machine and a tv very old tube tv in the corner but then the rest is just a big open space uh, about 50 feet wide and goes back about a hundred and some odd feet. And uh, further on in, people are putting together a stage. Uh, excuse me. A ring. A wrestling ring. And there are people jumping all around. And the camera settles on someone winching up some of the ropes that will ideally hold up tonight. Who is that person? Um, according to this uh, paper in front of me, uh, it is Kelvin Richardson, who is a one of the ring technicians here. Ring technicians, very fancy word for uh, dude that you know has to carry heavy objects and pull ropes and, and put things in place and gets mm-hmm. yelled at a lot. Yep, yep. You are you are effectively. You ever wonder when you go to a carnival who mm-hmm. puts the rides together? Me, that guy. Yeah, yep. No, like for real though. <laughs> Yes, Dan used to actually work for the circus. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even realize that. I was like, oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> Memories. Anyway. <laughs> Flashbacks, if you will. Mm-hmm. Memories. Horrible. Sepia horrible toned, memory. horrible memories. And uh, currently, uh, Kelvin, mm-hmm. you are. You are you you are missing something important. It is a it is a type of. Uh, it is a type of wrench that will allow you to tighten the rest of the screws. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need some uh, assistance finding it, but you literally have your hands full as you are 
holding the tension of the ropes. Now, fun fact about wrestling ropes, Mm -hmm. not actual ropes. Oftentimes, they are just very well-covered steel cables. And so to make sure that they don't fall, important. Make sure they don't snap, arguably more important. (laughs) And you are making sure they don't snap right now. Who do you yell out for? I don't know. Who do I yell out for? Here we go. Uh, well, according to this other piece of paper in front of me, I yell out for Andrew Walters. Andrew! Yep. And from a far corner uh, with a stack of papers that he's going through is a is a shortish, uh, dark-skinned man with a shortish afro, uh, glasses on. He goes like, yeah, yeah, what, what, what? Uh, I need, I need the, the, uh, the wrench. The, 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 oh, uh, uh, the, well, uh, which one? There's uh, three here. Uh, there's the... The one with the 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 smaller thing attached. There's a the one with like the for for the bigger thing, and the, then the ring the, wrench. The wrench I use for the ring. That's the one I need. Okay, I could tell you which wrench it is for real, but you wouldn't know which one it is. Look, it's the one that's about yay big. Could you could you do that again? I, I didn't see. Yay! The, you're pretty far away. You need to. Can you like just move bring all three? Okay. So I, I got him. I got him. Here, here. Uh, do you, uh, okay. Which one is it? Yeah, give me, and yeah, I reach out for hopefully, assuming he brought one of those three wrenches. There were only three. Yeah, exactly. They they uh the wrench that you pull will do an admirable job for for tightening this uh tightening this nut around uh the uh, uh the critical part of where the the ropes intersect. And from behind you, you hear a slightly annoyed woman's voice. Did one of you get promoted or did the other one get demoted? I'm confused. Huh? And it's behind you is uh is a motorcycle. <laughs> Fucking bitching ass motorcycle. <laughs> right? Come in a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, it's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Hold right in front. Yeah. Hold the fucking phone. It's just fucking doing donuts out there. It's like- all right. And you see behind you a young, short African-American woman or a black woman uh, who has uh, cheekbone length hair that has been dyed a few times in some stripes and some streaks. She is wearing cat eyeglasses and is carrying a checkboard. Um, or a clipboard, excuse me, and wearing all black like a ring tech or somebody who works in the back because this is Susie, who's a producer for FPW and is actually quite friendly with you. This is noteworthy because no one's friendly in FPW Mm -hmm. because FPW is run by Griff Benderson, a certifiable psychopath (laughs) and (laughs) Penny Pincher who somehow miraculously makes enough money through maybe legitimate means to pay everyone. It's not great pay. Susie doesn't get paid a lot either. But she has threatened you to uh, threaten to stab you the least amount of times from anyone else who works in FPW. And she's standing there with her clipboard. I mean, I'm pretty sure he got demoted. No, I was giving him a, a wrench. I don't. I think I got a an additional addition to my job, which would be look good on a resume. I'm I'm very hands on. Yeah, assistant to the ring technician, crank, crank, crank. <laughs> assistant producer, assistant go getter. Okay, 
go get Griff a cup of coffee then. Going to get Griff a cup of coffee. Right. I walk off to get a cup of coffee. Okay. Uh, and she turns towards uh, you, Kelvin. Griff sees somebody doing your job for you and he's going to boot your ass on into the Vancouver street. You know that. What? I'm milking more labor out of the same employee without having to pay them any extra. I would have thought he'd love that. He loves it if he does it. Otherwise, it's socialism. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyways, get this ring together. We're going to show in a couple of hours and don't want anything that doesn't normally go wrong, go wrong. Just if something goes wrong, I just want to make sure it's the wrestlers. Yeah, don't worry about it. I got this. I got this. All right, good. I'm going to go make sure that uh, that cup of coffee's only spat in a couple of times. And she walks off. All right, so, gentlemen, let's get a little rolling done. Both of you have professions. So this game doesn't have statistics. It instead has elements. And elements are much like aspects in... Um, what's that game? Monsters, L.A., 1960s. Uh, oh, uh, Nitro City. Thank Nitro you, City. Nitro City. City. Fate. Yeah, Fate. fate. It's yeah. much like Fate, yes. And the fact that you have elements that are generalized honking cars. <laughs> so for example, an aspect of this scene would be loud traffic outside. Fucking now. loud as hell neighborhood. <laughs> so... Wow. So, <laughs> so <laughs> they're just straight up having a conversation now. It's like, it's like the honk, it's like the knocking from uh, from the movie. Yeah, yeah. From Psycho I forgive Burma. you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and so these aspects are generalized uh, parts of your character's elements are generalized parts of your character that you can roll in lieu of, of something so limited as attributes. And one of those elements is profession. You actually have a anything having to do with your profession, you have some sort of bonus to. Now, you are going to roll for your profession to see how well you do with doing your job in the next two hours to get this show together. You will be rolling 2d6, which is your primary dice. You always roll 2d6. Mm-hmm. And you will be adding whatever bonus you have assigned to your profession uh, element. And the difficulty is eight. Any uh, sequence of three beyond eight. So eight, 11, 14. Those are are additional successes. But right now, we just want to see if you're competent in your job. So hit eight. So it's going to be about 2d6, but whatever... Plus whatever your profession brought. Plus whatever your profession is. In your case, it's plus two, and I believe in minus one. Yep, so it's going to be 2d6 plus two. I'm trying to beat an eight. So is it plus two or plus two more dice? Plus two points. Plus two. So if you roll a six, you got an eight. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I got a ten plus two, twelve. Nine. Well done, gentlemen. You do it. All right. I am competent. You are competent. You get a very decent cup of black coffee. Um, and because so many people have spit in the coffee that it's required to spit in the coffee now because otherwise he thinks there's something wrong with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so of Does course it tastes I... like my usual coffee. <laughs> Who did, Who spit, did spit in this coffee? 
Jared, Jared, spit in the fucking coffee. I've been sick. I don't spit me twice then, Jared. (laughs) We know you always chew mint. That's what he needs in a fucking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't been the same ever since Carl stopped smoking. (laughs) It's no longer as as earthy. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, I spin the coffee. I spin the coffee as I usually do and then hand him the coffee. All right. So, you. Nose. God, I forgot how good these mics are. <laughs> you forget how good audio is in person. Yeah. Yep. So tonight's uh, tonight's bouts involve three people, and as you're uh, as you're watching the night unfold, people start to trickle in in the very beginning. You have a sandwich board outside advertising the uh, wrestling two for one drink specials in the venue. You have yet to see a not rowdy crowd for FBW. It just doesn't exist. Uh, There are no banisters or uh, dividers between the audience and the ring in FBW. So the announcement goes out every time there's a crowd. If the wrestlers come towards you, move the fuck away. Now, the bill advertises three matches featuring three different, or technically four, different wrestlers. The current champion will be defending his title. What is the champion's name? Uh, now, you can't ar- argue that it's a day. It's after a day of working. We've been watching Psycho Gorman and hanging out and eating pizza. Yeah, I'm just naturally bad at names. <laughs> Well, the river. The river? The river. The river. <laughs> I was inspired by something. I don't know what. Okay, so I'm going to guess uh, he has motorcycle. Yep. Yes. Yeah, dude always rides in in a motorcycle. Yep, exactly. That, that's his entrance. Mm-hmm. Cycle based. All right. Occasionally, they are in venues where motorcycles are not allowed to be right up to the ring. So they just play vroom, vroom noises. His favorite uh, thing to come to use as a weapon is, a, is the handlebars from a motorcycle. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Because when he doesn't, so when he comes in on the motorcycle, you know, he, he like stops in a person and then like rips off the Ooh, handlebars, like which are designed to I come like off that. and I like carries them to the ring and leaves them outside, but in reach. But when he's not allowed to bring in a motorcycle, he kind of just has to come in with the handlebars, <laughs> handlebars anyway. Yeah. So there's just room, room noises and he's just, <laughs> just motorcycle <laughs> handlebars with no motorcycle. Yeah. 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 And it's the best. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's the best. Uh, also on the card is uh, the popular tag team of Fanable Pro Wrestling. These are indie darling uh, tag teams that always put out 110% for the audience. Uh, they're the kind of tag team where you're like, yeah, it's, you're not going to be on the indies for much longer, are you? Mm. Um, what is their name? Do I have a suggestion? Go, go for it. Ruby and Stevens. Ruby and Stevens. There we go. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. again, I'm legitimately bad at names. <laughs> All right, Ruby and Stevens. All right. What's their gimmick? Mm-hmm. Uh, argumentative twins. Argumentative twins. Love it. 
and the announcers every time like and there goes rubia no that's steven's what wait no (laughs) i'm the pretty one no i'm the fucking pretty one speaking of which last but not least there is one person on the card that is not the best wrestler not the best on the mic but you know what they do have they are the fucking super hot one man or woman who are they dan it's on you i'm not I don't know, man. No, you got to give him one. I so mean, think if we're looking for a name for a very attractive person, it'll be Daniel Rodriguez. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, jeez. And it could be their gimmick name, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, look around the room. Huh? Mm-hmm. The audio phone <laughs> fucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think that I'm legitimately bad at names. I don't know, man. Um, well, this gives me a chance to sit my drinks. So. Okay. Yeah, no, please do. Please Just do. Your time. We I'm, could not, be, I'm not going to help you. We you could be, yeah, we could be here all night. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally am just going to open up a Tafford wrestling name generator. I have nothing. I am bad at names. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing. Okay, Zeus, bail them out. All right. Please do. Again, all right. Bro. Okay. Uh, Like, I'm good at adding stuff to ideas. Don't give me the blank page. Okay, Fuck fine. your blank page. <laughs> Since we were inspired by the movie, Psycho Beauty. Psycho Beauty. All right. Uh, uh, no. Not he or she, a they. They. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, them. I like that. Yeah. I like that. All right. Good looking Psycho Beauty. Mm-hmm. Dan, what's their gimmick? I mean, <laughs> they were, yeah, no. Uh, ooh, ooh, like, 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 what's the one from, uh, from Street Fighter that he always wore the mask? Oh, uh, Vega. Vega. Like Vega, basically, yeah, like it's 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 everybody assumes they're super hot, <laughs> but officially nobody's. I really mean, the seen body that. is super hot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, they're always wearing like like a, like a, just a blank white mask. Mm-hmm. Cool, love it. So they're like super mysterious. But so also sexy. So uh, Psycho Beauty mm-hmm. is walking around. That's the psycho part. The, the fact that they're always like wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go. love it. Uh, so Psycho Beauty is walking around outside, um, dressed in their skimpy outfit, um, drawing attention to the venue as best they can. And the show goes off without too much of a problem. Uh, the rings hold up very well. Congratulations, Dan. Actually, the, the, uh, the ring is because you yeah, hold I was gonna so say, well. I got like a bonus, uh, yeah. an extra. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there is a, um, uh, there is a moment where the, one of the wrestlers, uh, the, um, the person who is wrestling the champion, uh, who's going to be some jabroni, uh, some local wrestler, a heel, a bad guy Mm -hmm. tries to take off the corner turnbuckle safety guard. Um, which is not your favorite thing to see happen. Cause like mm-hmm. you have to like put it back together and sometimes they throw it into the audience and then you have to get it back from whoever caught it in the audience. It's mm-hmm. a huge, pain it, it's like catching a baseball. They don't want to give it back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And they're expensive. Yeah. Um, cause they, you know, they're branded with your logo. It's, it's a whole thing. Uh, however, you personally tied those on tonight. So when the bad guy, uh, some jabroni, um, that's his name, some jabroni. Uh, yes, because it's Vancouver, though it's a jabroni. <laughs> um, uh, there's a Nixantegu in there somewhere, mm-hmm. and he can't untie it. He can't figure it because you use like some sort of fisherman's mm-hmm. eight 
loop knot. Yeah, yeah. And he's like trying to do it, trying to do it. And the audience, you know, the audience is waiting and the ref is, is waiting. Mm-hmm. And then finally he's just like, oh, fuck, okay. And you're like, oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck your, fuck your plan. I don't care how this is, how this is blocked mm-hmm. out. I don't want you to take my ring apart. And Jesus for, uh, for the majority of the match, aside from a couple screaming tantrums, Mr. Benderson, Griff Benderson, owner of FPW, uh, doesn't have any complete meltdowns. Uh, It's a good day. It is a good day. In fact, it is now afterwards, and you two have decided to go out for a well-deserved drink. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Susie is going out uh, with you. What is the name of the bar you go to? Uh... The Last Lighthouse. The Last Lighthouse. I like that one. All right. The Last Lighthouse is definitely on the water then. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming there's water in Vancouver. There's got to there's, there's something. There's a, there's there's a pool. water there's a pool somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If, yeah. if if not, then it has like a, uh, it, that's kind of the gag. Is mm-hmm. It has uh, a couple of uh, children's, uh, children's uh, pools yeah. out back. And then it has a shitty make, you know, makeshift paper mache lighthouse there as well yeah and for like for the really doing like you know bachelor parties they just fill it with margarita Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a margarita pools right yeah all right so so uh you were there at the last lighthouse last lighthouse great name it's plain uh, old sad honky-tonk music from tinny speakers that are hooked up to a cd player and the bar is a generic metal corrugated metal bar with tin uh, with a tin stamped ceiling. So it's got this weird Victorian kind of like aged ruin to it. But then also it looks like it's part Mad Max, part like gothic um, uh, or oh, it looks like if. A um, urban explorer decided to make a bar <laughs> where they where they were shooting a, a YouTube video. I dig it. Yep. And so you're sitting there with uh, Susie, and uh, you are all having we're all having drinks. Uh, she is hunched over her boiler maker of a shot of whiskey and a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Um, you theorize that she could probably afford more. But you also, from what you can piece together, no one knows a lot about Susie, but you anticipate that this might be like the highest paying job she's ever had. And so she drinks and eats like somebody making a lot less money, you know, like she's she's not stingy. She's just she's just she just never considers nicer things. She spent her whole life being frugal, and she still is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't need to change. Uh, so she takes the whiskey shot, drops it into her beer, and just pounds the entire thing and puts it down. <sighs> so, Griff, again, wanted to approach the idea of oil and mud wrestling. And is Griff going to clean up after it, too? There's nothing that'll make Griff anything but dirty. <laughs> so I I'm, mean, logistically, it's 
possible, but I'm pretty sure half of the staff wouldn't sign up for it if there was an option to do so. <sighs> and also, ew. I mean, if Griff buys me a power washer, fine. So, Kel, what are we looking at for... for... Wait, for real, though? How do <sighs> I tell him it's too expensive? Yeah, he pulls out his phone. He's like looking up like power washer prices online. <laughs> it's like, look at this thing. It's like, how much can a power washer be? Twenty dollars? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Yeah, I don't know how much they are, but I'm assuming they're a they're couple expensive. hundred. Yeah, they're at yeah. least several hundred dollars. They're more for, than for they're more than Griff Benderson is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, he pulls up the price. Like this is how much. Okay, that's a good. That's a good excuse. Um. Hey, can we have a round of shots, please? You guys drink tequila still, right? Sure. Good. Of course. And so, um, all right. So here's the thing. Griff is getting a little bored, and he thinks that he knows ways to get more people or to get us noticed. Mm-hmm. Now, um, isn't he the same one that decided to put up lights across the city? That basically called in bomb threats for numerous civilians. Wasn't that his idea? She looks around. Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely his idea. Okay. And the plane to Skyrite, given to a person that have never done it before mm-hmm. and spilled some, well, let's just say some profane words in several languages. Mm-hmm. By, and I put it, he puts up two fingers with quotation marks, accident. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also yeah. his idea. Yeah. yeah, no one has seen Kanji that foul since... Yeah, um, yeah. 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 okay. So... Uh, yeah, I'm sure it doesn't come through on here. And also, yeah. and also, you know, releasing uh, naked cats with tattoos of our symbol on it probably also didn't help much. You know, if anything came out of that, it's the fact that I convinced him to use mostly hairless cats. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kelvin leaning this off of the side kind of looks at some of the scars on his hand where he had to shave. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) All right, so the uh, the shots appear in a whirlwind as a busy waitress on a Thursday night puts uh, puts down actually um, six shots, anticipating that you're just gonna order more, and she's got tables. Wise woman, you know. So Susie grabs one of them and says, "All right." Here's what's going to happen. Dan is going to close that door <laughs> because I because it sounds like I am the worst cat dad in the world. It's like the only podcast where we record RPGs and I beat my cat at the same time. And she says, OK, I'm going to take a shot. We're all going to take a shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in so far. Yep. Yep. And we're going to come up with ideas for new types of matches that I can bring to Griff so that we don't have to see any children of parents rub themselves in oil and mud for the disgusting appreciation of one man in the back and the horrified looks of everyone who paid good money to see wrestling. Hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. So here we go. Does anybody want a real shot? Yes, do it. Yes. Mm You know, I think that might have been the thing. So, yeah, knock on, knock on whatever yeah, this table was made out. That's what it looks like. Yeah, so you far. knock, you knock on, it and just goes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's a single flame right from the. <laughs> 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 All 
And she she looks at all of you with a shot glass. Okay, here's to the cleverest minds in independent wrestling. Yeah. Ah, okay. Okay, here's my idea. Yeah. Caliente Pro Wrestling. All right, all right. All right, all right. Instead of chalk, people put on their hands. It's cayenne pepper powder. Let me stop you right there. Hmm? She looks at you a little bleary eyed. <laughs> what what now? Fingers. Mm-hmm. Cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. Eyes. Exactly. Wrenching somebody's eyes is illegal. True. True. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then we take out, we make it a no holds barred match. And so like imagine like somebody trying to do a claw in somebody's mouth and it's covered in cayenne pepper. I mean, she's she's got a point. Yeah, except for one thing: not people. Not everyone. Ooh, I have like one shot. Uh, not everyone reacts well to cayenne. If you're, do you really want vomit appearing all over the ring that you're probably gonna have to clean up? I don't like this idea anymore. <laughs> all right, fine. Then you're not feeling too cayenne to my. You had head. one shot, Susan. Next round. Pour him again, and she puts you. <laughs> yeah. She puts another shot in front of everybody. Okay, go. Oh, fine. Oh, oh, it's on me. Okay, fine. He takes the shot. Okay, I. Oh, is this? Where'd you go? Where's this? This tequila? Anyway, <laughs> it says to kill on the bottle. It's all got to kill. Yeah, there was a worm. Um, it says to kill a. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the, the tequila mockingbird brand of tequila. It's pretty oh awesome. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, okay, here's my idea, here's my idea, okay. I was originally gonna go with, you You ever see those movies or, like, those uh, fighting movies where, like, a guy goes into a dojo, he's like, I'm gonna fight everyone here to prove I'm the master? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna think of do that, but if I did that, then it'd be one guy versus the entire crew, but that would make, weaken everybody, right? Mm-hmm. And then we can't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if? Mm-hmm. What if we have it? That there's a motorcycle. Oh my the god, the champ is here. The <laughs> champ is here! Forever! <laughs> so how about this idea? How about we have, every once in a while, the wrestler comes in and says, I want to take control of it all. He wants to be the main man in control of the, not, not just the wrestling, but like the organization. So we have, oh, oh I like this a lot. We hire an ambulance. <laughs> we hire an ambulance. You know, I've been I've been vouching for that for uh, years. <laughs> I keep being shot down on that one. No matter how many people's knees bend the wrong way by the end of a match. This is that one ubiquitous ubiquitous siren in the background of Brooklyn. <laughs> Never getting closer nor further away. <laughs> oh, I've got the perfect idea. And if it works out, I didn't say this. Go on. Okay. Yeah, I'm coming already. We have a wrestler come in and say, and say, screw this noise. I, let's say, uh, Rever. I, Rever, want to be in charge. I don't want to be behind the scenes under anyone's control. It is a, he's not just going to fight anyone on the team. He's not going to fight any of the wrestlers. No, no, no. He's going to fight the minions, the gremlins that control that could, the gremlins that control the entire organization. 
No! We turn Rever. Uh, what's, uh, sorry, what's the term for it? There's a heel and what's the... Uh, face. Face. Rever's... Rever's the heel, usually. Okay, yeah. What if yeah. we make this into a transition to a face? Oh. What if we say that he realizes that that the every all the he realizes finally while being the dark side that the entire organization are being manip all the wrestlers are being manipulated by dark forces within the wrestling circle the people the camera crew the producers the guy in charge griff he's they're the real ever they're manipulating things they like to enjoy our suffering so we have a minion match where where wrestlers try to go in fighting the minions, you know, the cameraman, cameraman we can afford to, the ones that can we can afford to teach how to wrestle. Like, they don't have to be good. doesn't matter. We could just get some, oh, that's a great idea. We can get some local talent that needs to cut their teeth on. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and some up like camera people. Exactly. Yeah. We can get some local talent. Or if on occasion, if we're a little low, we might actually get some actual people from our team who mm -hmm. actually have some experience with acting and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if we have... Dickle for for like, I know a few people. I know a few people on the team. Like I talk, I talk to everybody. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. I, I I'll send you a list. Okay, and, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, they, yeah. we can get the local people, and we can get some of them. And who knows, one of them might be like pop up. Yeah, I mean, one of them could be a healer of uh, of healer or face. Can just really like get people's emotions going. We don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, probably somebody for you know you know probably somebody for. Uh, for the rever to really beat the shit out of, but I mean, you know, I mean, like, you know what? As long gets... as he gets their faces out there, I don't think they'll care. Because yeah. honestly, like they love being, they like, do, they like their job. But if they could be up there in the stage, anyone would take the chance, right? I mean, that's really specific, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> hypothetical, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, uh, I love it. So we got, we got uh, minions versus the rever. Okay, yeah. all right, uh, uh, Kel, what's your idea? Shoot it and shoot it and toot it, buddy. So okay. th throughout all of that, Kelvin has been uh, just kind of like looking at his phone with like a, a distant expression, kind of scrolling through something. And uh, he's going to say, Zebo. Gazebo? What? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Gazebo. Gazebo match. Uh, we, I can, I can. Take I, your shot first. And I then can, what's the deal about? Gaz I can build a gazebo. Who says, who says I can't? What's your idea for the match? Right, so we have a gazebo in the ring, and they have to fight around the gazebo. Is it, isn't a gazebo a bit big for a, I for mean, a ring? It's, it's like smaller than your average wrestling ring. I think. Okay. I okay. think that's how gazebos. Okay. Like, wait. I could build one, is what I'm saying. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. That idea has potential. Ah. Wait, what? You said you could build one, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I totally can. Would it be like hard to build? Like, I mean, it's not gonna be like a great gazebo, but it doesn't have to be a great gazebo. No, in fact, I mean, it's, it, it it's, can't. It's not. It can't be a regular size. But if a one-person small gazebo, like we build it out of friggin' balsa wood, and they can just fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, because it's right? gonna be destroyed. Right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to be like a great instead gazebo. of a table match. It's a gazebo, gazebo match. match. Like, First genius idea. Genius idea. First person yeah. to put their opponent through the gazebo wins. Oh, build it. Build it. It's like a you build your ultimate weapon. So that you got to put it together. You have like, to put it together and use it to fight. And if the first person wins, that doesn't guarantee a win. It's a huge advantage. But if you're smart enough to take it down, that's also more points. Okay. 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 So re wrestling doesn't have points. 
Shut up. Um, I've so had man. three shots. I, I'm a madman right now. Kind of this, I mean, we could we could insert points into. I don't know. Do people do points? Is that a thing we can do? Um, it could be like uh, we can figure it out. We can mm-hmm. be trendsetters. We can there be we you go. know you know like just like forging a new path. Okay, so we've got a gazebo match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. I like that. Thing. That's okay. I like that. Yeah. We've got a gazebo match. And we've got a we've got a, a Rever versus the Goblins match. Oh wow! Minions versus Masters. Minions yeah. versus Masters. Yes, that's fantastic. All right. And we- the big boss, if we make it that far, who knows? It might be a multi-season thing of him being beaten down by the hordes. Maybe even Rever ha- Rever having to make alliances with pe- with with faces the people who don't trust him, who think that he oh this is a redemption arc. Entire seasons of Rever trying so hard to prove that he's become a face, but all the other faces basically thinking he's a he's a manipulative monster, and all of the other heels thinking he's a he's a freaking betrayer, or following him because he they think that he's he's also tricking the faces. Who's the real? What is the real truth? Is he really? Is he really a face now, or is he all part of his heel plan? Okay. Mystery. I mean, we'll have to leave that up to creative, but like, yeah, that's a, uh, you know, the writers and, uh, and Griff will, will take a shot at it, but like, you know, the, the foundation is Oh there. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just more, most important part. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be the minions part. You gotta fight the hordes. Mm-hmm. You gotta fight. You gotta bring up mysteries of like, oh, you think the wrestlers are strong, but every once in a while they might bring in a, another person. We gotta widen the universe of the, re- of Fanable. Okay. We always okay. thought the wrestlers were the main team, but they are the pawns. The okay. dark gods that work the wrestling system are the ones who have power. There's the there's the pathetic minion foot soldiers. But every once in a while, one of those minions will be a henchman. The true the henchman of the true power. Oh okay. Yeah, sure. I mean that's all again, that's all gonna be Griff. And then they're gonna beat the crap out of Griff. One one day in the future, probably. Oh, know. also very specific, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through okay, so we got from a ladder, from a ladder, maybe through a gazebo. Put them together. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Um. Okay, we can call it a gazebo no match. Sure. Okay. You know what? <laughs> uh, again, just throwing stuff at the wall. All right. Another round. Yep. Yeah. And she gets another round of drinks and your night continues. Eventually, Susie calls it a night because she has work in the morning. And unlike the two of you, she cannot do it while blackout hungover. Mm. Um, she has seen both of you absolutely just eyes barely open do your jobs mm-hmm. and with a minimal amount of difficulty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like we, we, we barely know any other way to work. Yeah. <laughs> and so the night uh, continues. She wanders off and you two close out the bar getting very, very, mm-hmm. very drunk. And you are ushered out into the freezing cold streets of Vancouver, Canada. And it's nighttime and it is cold and it is windy and you have a relative idea of which way the motel is. Left eastward. Left eastward it is. Left eastward is always. But is it east right? Yes. And I go left. 
yeah, sure, I'm going to follow this guy. Well, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, and you wander the streets of Vancouver. You would be cold, but you're not because you're far too drunk to understand mm. the damage happening to your body. Yeah. And you turn one corner, turn the next, and you are going the right way. Um, excuse me. Uh, you are going the right way. Jesus's character, whose name I did not write down. Andrew Walters. Andrew Walters. Thank you very much. And Dan is... Uh, Kelvin Richardson. All right. Uh, Andrew Walters. And it is all too late when you find yourselves at the place that you should be eight hours from now because you, through muscle memory, have just walked back to the bar where the wrestling show is happening mm. and it is closed. So, uh, so I just followed you. And I was following my instincts and my instincts believe that working is important. Yeah, but we can't actually get in there though because it's closed. But, but. Mm-hmm. No, they say but, but I, I know. But, is it? I mean, you can try the door, but... I'm I try the door. Swings open with a eerie groan that echoes down the lonely street. You have to believe, Kelvin. I believe that's to... illegal, is what I believe. Uh, is it? If it was illegal, I couldn't step in and I walk in. Andrew, that's not how that's supposed to work. As I follow him in. Like, no, Andrew. You're breaking and entering. That's your, that's your legal representative. I have to advise against this. <laughs> As not a lawyer, pretty sure. <laughs> as, I, as I am not bound by any sort of ethics or ability to be disbarred, I can dispense legal, legal advice, advice with impunity. <laughs> I mean, worst case, we'll just say we're doing some last minute work. I mean, this is literally where we work. This is more like first minute work. But yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, so we're here. You sure, know what? Sure, sure. So we just we, we go in here. Why are we in here in the first place? Because you let us here. Okay, the well, hotel. then obviously I had a purpose. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to uh -huh. check everything out, make sure everything's right. working 100%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we're going to go to sleep. Okay, you do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you check things out. Oh, I mean, he, check, he checks boy, it out. Howdy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume I have a little cot hidden under the ring. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, there is definitely a, a, a precedent for sleeping underneath the ring. Yeah, exactly. Uh, off hours. Um, not that Griff ever gets down there. Griff is a, it's a portly man. <laughs> yes. No, but yeah, but, but for Kelvin, yeah, it's, it's not the first night. It won't be the last night that he literally spends sleeping under a, in a cot under the ring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I spend my turn, uh, basically look, I do a brief look around to make sure nothing's on fire as much as I can in my drunken state. And then say like, well, everything's great. Couch time. Yeah. Kelvin has long ago tried to crawl under the, under the ring, assuming <laughs> nothing tries to eat him or yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, and uh, you look around, and not Kelvin, excuse me, Andrew. Uh, you are checking out the ring, and then you decide to check out the back, uh, where the men's and women's bathrooms are, uh, which also doubles as a changing room uh, for the for the wrestlers. And 
piercing through the multiple levels of intoxication and the the freezing cold of the Vancouver night is the realization that regardless of how drunk you are and regardless of how every right you have to be here, the man in a mask standing in front of you holding a Ruger handgun to your chest as you enter into the woman's bathroom is a sobering instance. And he pushes it into your sternum. Uh, He's a large man in all black. Leather gloves and a black ski mask. I look down at the gun. Look up at him. Look down at the gun again. Look back up at him. Whoops. Sorry. Wrong bathroom. And I step back. And he's going to go with you. Turn around. Well, I was, I was planning to, but turn around. And he is going to push you back to where <clears throat> the ring is, where you find Calvin. Calvin, you are wheeling out the cot underneath yep. the ring, and you are prepping it, looking for the pillow mm-hmm. that you have stashed under there as well. It's got a Star Wars pillowcase. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you look up. And you see that you are being held at gunpoint by a large man Mm. that I just described with a semi-automatic pistol about the size of your arm. (laughs) And he points the gun and he's pointing at Kelvin Mm -hmm. and he points the gun at you and motions for you to get up. And yeah, my hands up. Uh, You know, we, the door was open. We just came in to set things up for the match tonight we, we can get it we go out we can we, if we're interrupting anything and there is a uh crash from the uh from uh, a door off uh to the side that you are not allowed in that is the managers uh f- that is the managers for the bar itself carnies are not allowed in there mm-hmm. griff as far as you know is not allowed in there because it's for the bar and there is a crash as the door spills open and a woman also wearing a ski mask with um, tufts of long brown hair uh, poking out from underneath, wearing, again, all black, black leather gloves, comes uh, spilling out, holding a bunch of money and, like, stuffing it into a plastic grocery bag. Oh, it's a robbery. And she says, what the fuck? And then the man spits something in French that you don't speak uh, to her. And they start arguing in French. And she walks up to his side, and they and, are uh, talking while Kevin not looking. Lisa, ah, fuck, I think they're from Quebec. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, we're fucked now. Like... And the girl, or the woman, puts a hand on the shoulder of the man, motions at her watch, and then says something with a finality. And bam, bam! You are both shot in the chest. Oh, good game, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And the world goes black. Fair. Uh, your last, your your last, very brief, fleeting uh, uh, feelings and thoughts and whatever is bleeding on the floor of a shitty makeshift bar next to a shitty makeshift ring, and everything goes dark. You know, it just it feels right though. <laughs> it yeah. feels right. Um, didn't even go to Acton Scarsdale. 
Mm-hmm. And Shakespeare you... <laughs> upon the water. And you wake up to a crash of a of a uh, garbage truck that is um, hoisting uh, that is hoisting a uh, large trash bin uh, into its massive maw as you look up and realize that you are very much alive. You smell fucking terrible. You feel like you're going to throw up your entire body. And you also realize that you are in another uh, trash container, another dumpster that is obviously next in line to be grabbed by this, uh, by the crew that is feeding it into a trash compactor. I I throw up. Yep. And while the uh, <laughs> while the city while the sanitation people are coming over to wheel it mm-hmm. towards the truck, they stop. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, same thing. Uh, oh, are we? Do we feel like we've been shot? Is there blood? Is there anything like? You feel like you are you are covered in shit. I f- I feel my chest for where I was shot. Mm-mm. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, sorry, it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to crawl. We were really where? Where am I? Where are we? Uh, Renault Street. Renault Street. Oh, uh, we should. Uh, uh, well, thank you for your service. I'm just gonna walk out of here. Uh, I apologize for interrupting your day. I am. Excuse me. I throw up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't drink and walk, and I walk away. <laughs> yeah, they're looking. Just absolutely gobsmacked at the two of you. <laughs> yeah. As you both stumble out, fall to the ground, because it's not an elegant yeah. climb. It's, it's a less elegant landing. Uh, and you two baby bird away, <laughs> like <laughs> barely able to use your limbs. Yeah. Kind of like, you guys are doing an ex- excellent job back there, by the way. Yeah. Excellent job. Yeah, and as we start to hop away, uh, Calvin? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember getting shot? <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, do you have bullet cells in you right now? No, I don't think so. But you do have two distinct holes in your chest, in your in your shirt. Mm. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible, where our heroes learned that you should never show up too early for work. If you liked this, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done a lot of games, and I'm sure there's something there you like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find a few dollars burning a hole in your pocket, then go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get early releases and access to special Discord chats, and we get to keep the lights on. Finally, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful to us, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.